Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's not Napoleon Dynamite. It's Jamiroquai. Go check them out. I wonder what happened to them. They were such a great late 90s band. Funky music videos. Great jams. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Missed anything in the show today. Into the first hour, we had Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Where are they now edition? Greta Koss. Greta Koss Bueller now. Former Lady Grizz Big Sky Conference MVP standout joining us, along with Krista Redpath, our uh, Big Sky Conference analyst. We also give you a little history lesson on the Lassau Sports Bar, who it's named after, Nick Lassau. Head on up to Gray Wolf Peak Casino for the brand new Lassau Sports Bar Casino, their grand opening. They got free barbecue, drink specials, and a chance to win awesome prizes, including a new set of Callaway Golf Clubs. The Nuanas Now podcast is presented by the M Store, the Montana State Bookstore, and the Advocates. Well, I got to admit, usually when I drive around, I'm a, I'm a two-station guy, even though we have four stations here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. I listen to ESPN. Right. Make sure we're on the air. Of course. And I love the trail. I've always loved the trail. Love, love the, the trail. Love the trail way before I ever even started working at Missoula Broadcasting. Love the fact that I work and sell the trail. It's like the coolest thing. When I think of me being a kid... Like selling the trail, especially when Craig Johnson worked here, it was like, wow, this is crazy. I yeah. made it. I finally made it. But I've been listening to some Jack FM lately. Oh, my. Jack is the best. It's great. Yeah. And uh, they're playing a little Alanis set today. What song? You want to uh, know? Head Over Feet. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was thinking just about the 90s. I was thinking about like just how much better the world was. And it's it, it, seriously, I know that life's always been hard and challenging and whatever. What I mean just from a pop culture entertainment standpoint, Carol and she doesn't know sports in studio. We talk a lot of pop culture around here. The fame was so much different in the 90s. Now, like when I watch The Tonight Show, I don't know half the people that are on the thing because they're famous because of the internet. They're, they're not famous. Fam- they're TikTok famous. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're famous because of TikTok and YouTube and stuff. And like... There's a huge portion of the population that does not go on that. Right. Whereas it used to be you were famous because you were on one of the six channels that was on the or TV. Or you had a talent. We're, totally. Yeah. And so I was just thinking about how, like, fame used to be so much different. i also been watching these uh, A&E biographies all about the uh, 
world wrestling champions of like the, of the 80s, 80s and 90s. 90s. Yeah. yeah. And I think I found the peak moment of the 90s. What? When Bill Goldberg and Hulk Hogan wrestled at the Georgia Dome in 1998 for the world championship. It was the last match of Hulk Hogan's career. It's when Goldberg became the heavyweight champion. This is like right before the internet. And like the fans, the fame, like, I mean, these, the fans were freaking out like this was like the greatest Super Bowl game of all time. It was then. Totally. I mean, that was, the, I remember when that was on, I think, Saturday nights. And yeah. It was a huge deal. And then they talked about how Bill Goldberg, he rose all the way through, became the heavyweight champion so quick. And then the internet came out and it just ruined his whole career because people then realized that he's like this one dimensional wrestler. He doesn't have this character. He actually was like a football player. He's not like a superhero from another planet. He's like That's a true. Real they got, life they guy. got a glimpse behind the scenes. And then there was like his contract negotiations, and then he became this villain. And then they just like basically said, get out of here. Aww. And I just thought to myself, man. Life was a lot better when we believed in a lot of stuff. Like, people really believed the Hulk Hogan and Goldberg were, like, going at it. Right. Well, how much more fun is that? It's so Way more, more fun. fun. All we think about now is, like, all of the other stuff. It's Well, everyone annoying. needs to do a deep dive and find out the truth. And it's sure, like, just right. relax. Let's enjoy some entertainment. <laughs> That's right. That's why, like, movies now are, you know, they're either so over the top it's hard to even palate or... They don't have any sort of zest. Like, 90s movies are so great because oh. it's not trying to be a real-life anything. It's just a movie. Well, I was even thinking just, I, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and mm. they talk about how there's really no great comedies in theaters anymore. We talked mm -hmm. about something about Mary a couple weeks ago. Sure. And, like, the 80s movies, the John yeah. Hughes things, it, none of that would fly now because everyone's so over the top about it. I and know. you can't just laugh. Like, just laugh. Who cares? Right. Live a little. I it's know. okay. I know. Like, think about like the Adam Sandler movies of the oh, mid 90s. The best. Billy Madison, Happy the Gilmore. They're just silly, stupid They're little so movies. They're so stupid. And I love them. And they was, like you're saying, those would never go to theaters now. It would, it would get, you would be able to watch it. It'd just yeah. be like a Netflix It'd be thing streaming. Or but the big comedy movies. But where, like you used to be able to go to the matinee yeah. at like the $2 theater and you'd just go, you'd be like, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Let's, I'll still see Happy Gilmore again. Yeah. You've already seen it, whatever. It's, it's two, two bucks. bucks. Yeah. I know. It's like, and then that camaraderie of laughing For sure. in a theater together with all these people, that was also the best because you get this group of people together cracking up and then walking out of the theater laughing. You know, it's, it's truly the best. And I wish we could go back to those times. I know. I just watched. See, you guys always give me so much hard time. Like, you don't like comedies. I'm like, well, I don't like now. The, I don't like right. the comedies now. Well, you, there aren't any. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. give me that Adam Sandler string of movies. The Wedding Singer. The Happy best. Gilmore. Billy Madison. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Just, that stuff was funny. So funny. Yeah. I miss those days. Or the Jim Carrey string. I mean, oh, yeah. On, Ace Ventura. Oh, my God. So good. So I mean, we went and saw Ace Ventura. I don't know how many times in the theaters. Just so, oh my God, you gonna edit that out? I can. Okay, thanks. We went to the Jim Carrey or Ace Ventura all the time, Dumb and Dumber. Oh my gosh. So good. Did you remember me, myself, and Irene? I don't remember it as well. That was, that's where he kind of like took it too far, right? I mean, nowadays people would think that. I we It is so wrong and funny. And if you can just laugh. Yeah. I challenge anyone who has a stick up their butt to go watch that because <laughs> it is so funny. We should just get over it. Like, I don't know why we I agree. try to cancel everything. It's Chicken Does No Sports, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television.
recording this early on a Thursday morning. You're listening to it on a Thursday afternoon. We're up at the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Come hang out with us. The grand opening of the Lassau Sports Bar, Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Just a 10-minute drive up Evero Hill from Missoula. The Chicken Doesn't Know Sports is brought to you in part by Buff City Soap. Okay, one more thing before we get into your stuff. Okay. I got this uh, I got this foot tan issue. Yes, yes. I got the full farmer's tan going. My forearms and knees down are like so tan and uh, core, a little bit whiter. <laughs> not as white as my feet, though. My feet, I'm not a sandals guy. I yeah. know there's a lot of Chaco wearing guys oh, around no. Missoula. It's not my it's not my shtick. It's know? all right. I don't have any hair. When you don't have any hair, you got to wear clothes. You got to cover your shoes. feet. That's kind of, yeah. So here's my advice for your feet. Okay. Either just deal with it. It does not look that bad. It looks like you're living life. Live, you're summering it up. Looks like I'm golfing. Or go, <laughs> yeah, or go get some self-tanner uh, and deal with it. But yeah. I don't think it looks that bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, who do I have to impress? Exactly. <laughs> no one's looking at your feet. That's right. My feet don't show up on TV. Exactly. So don't worry about it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh no, I'm not even going to do that. I was going to do one last confession, but this is that's. Oh. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Okay. It's, it's not for. It's not made for. It's radio. not for it was radio. Just me being just a just a dumb person. Okay. Okay. Me be, it was wait. me being late at my finest. I wasn't late today though. No, you were not. I was so impressed. All right, Chicken does no sports. What do you not know about this week? Well, this week I really want to. By talk- the way, I've already teased the people what I expected you to talk about. If you don't get there, I'm going to have to bring you back. Okay. Okay. Serena Williams retiring. After Did the U.S. Fully Open, retire? She, listen, she's not pulling a Tom Brady. She I will tell you that, that she's going to like scale back her tennis or something. She like that. is going to the U.S. Open will be her, be her last Grand Slam, mm. and she is retiring. And she wants to expand her family. Yeah. And this is just an interesting conversation to have. And this is not a complaint or anything, but female athletes and actors and even yeah. people in you know corporate America have to take time off, which I would never give back like that. Sure. I wish I had taken more time off. Right. But guys don't have to do that. Guys, For sure. you know, like if she's, she can't play tennis nine months pregnant. So, totally. it, you know, after about three, four months, she's got to stop. Yeah. She probably can't even perform at her peak, you know. For sure. At all during pregnancy. So it's just an interesting, she wrote an article for Vogue that was really interesting about her desire to expand her family and said, if I were a guy, I wouldn't have to choose between family and being an athlete. She's 41 though. I think, you know, you know how I feel about athletes retiring. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's totally okay. Maybe have a tennis camp, maybe, you know, do something cool for kids use tennis since pickleball is taking over. I mean, it was a, a, it was an underrated storyline. I feel like none of the WNBA storylines get much juice at all, but Candace Parker having a child and then being an all-star the very next year, that's a pretty underrated storyline. I mean, she like took yeah. a year off and then had a, had a kid and then was like the best player in the WNBA right, right. away. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, well, we should highlight more of those stories. No question. You know? uh, so also, though, I do appreciate uh, Serena is such an interesting character. She like thinks about the world and herself in such an interesting way. But I am glad she didn't do the Derek Jeter, Kobe Bryant farewell tour thing. Right. She totally could have. I'm glad she didn't. Yeah. Just just walk away. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that you're the greatest ever. You exactly. don't have to do another year of 
playing terrible tennis. To, she's not even terrible, but you know what I'm no, saying. No, but she. Um, you, don't need, you don't know. You don't need to go lose one more time at every right. Grand Slam to and have people still like cheer and cry and blah blah blah. She should tell that to Tom Brady. The, the thing that Tom, hey, here's the thing about Tom Brady though, he's still one of the best players in the league. Okay. I, he, I just don't know how you walk away. Because it's just time. There's it's a not time for him, though. He just won the Super Bowl two years ago. Right, but he didn't last year. They're going to be the favorites this year again. He, um, I, so the other thing about Serena, she went to Tiger Woods for advice on this. And I just felt like, I don't know if Tiger Woods is who I would go to for life advice. Right. But um, he. Those are two strange psychological uh, beings right, right there. But um, those people did not live normal lives. No, let's just say and that. Tiger Tiger Woods is another one that I if they're just out to play and have fun, that's great. But I think Tiger Woods is in this mindset that he's going to be a champion again, and I just don't see that. Hmm. Not that I know him, but sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he just has been making some bad choices. In life, I mean, for the duration <laughs> of his life. So I, well, that's not who I would. He wouldn't on TV be when they're three. He wouldn't be my life coach. That's yeah, all I'm I saying. Know. I mean, when your dad's telling the world that you're like the Messiah that's going to bring all of the races on the globe together, and you're going to change the world through golf when you're like eight, I don't really know how you turn out normal. Listen, my dad would say things like that to me all the time. Yeah, I know, but the difference is that Tiger <laughs> Wynn did it. I know. That's Wait, crazy, what are you saying? That's no. the craziest part of the yeah, story yeah, yeah. is that he was like this prodigy that then. Became better than you could ever imagine he could have been. Yeah. I, I don't know. I And when he was great. I totally understand why Tiger was. At golf, you can. Here's the thing. Tiger has a whole new metaphor, metamorphosis for his career that he still hasn't embraced yet. He's still trying to play young man's golf. Mm-hmm. Wait till he starts playing old man's golf. Right. Because guess what? He's still the best putter in the world. Once he stops swinging so hard and spraying all over the place, once he reconciles himself to just hitting it short and straight, man, I don't know. That could be a whole new iteration of Tiger. Here's what I would do if I was him. I would go hit up all the mini golf places. <laughs> be like a golf shark. Uh, I, Tiger is like <laughs> $800 million in wins. I don't think he needs any of that stuff. I know. Like, he should just keep trying to win the Masters. Uh, you know what he should do? Just chill out and relax. Enjoy life. He, do he doesn't enjoy anything besides golf. He's a psychopath when it comes to <laughs> golf. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. I mean, have you seen, have you watched the HBO? Yeah, it's oh, yeah. great. Like it's when the, great. When Earl's talking about how he would go hit balls in front of Baby Tiger every day, and then this kid just started doing it himself. Wild. It's a true obsession. It's yeah. actually not healthy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe. But at this point, like, there's no turning back. He's like 47 years old. He's, is, this is yeah, what it is. I know. And now he's he's grooming his son. Have you seen the videos of I know. he and Charlie? And here's what's so crazy is for as prominent and exposed as Tiger Woods' son is, he's like nowhere close to as good as Tiger was. Like Tiger was getting talked about as like the next greatest golfer in the world when he was Charlie's age. I think that's great Charlie that he's is not. Good. Yeah, he's good. no, I he's don't really think good for he his should. Age. I don't think he should follow in his father's footsteps. Yeah, I think that's a huge burden. Uh, for sure, I, I will say though, I, I really the more it gets into the the more it's into the past, the more I can't help but think, man. That might have been the greatest thing we've ever seen in sports. Tiger Woods? Like, Tiger Woods at his peak, just destroying people was like, that's probably pretty much as good as it gets. Also, as good as it gets was when that fateful night in December of 2009 oh or 10, 9. Whatever. When, when his ex-wife beat his car with a golf <laughs> club. I mean, the unraveling over the two weeks was the most amazing 
time on E! News that I could have, this was like before, I mean, we had obviously the, but we didn't have um, Instagram and all those things. Like this was, you uh, you watched this unfold on your, on my news store, my celebrity news yeah. stories. And oh my gosh, it was glorious. Yeah. I, uh, Chico does no sports, ESPN radio, SWX Montana television. I remember it was happened over Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, it was right after. Yeah, it was during Thanksgiving. And I remember being there, and this is when my dad was still alive. I remember my dad was like, he called it right off the bat. He's like, there was the whole, oh, Tiger like woke up from a sleeping thing and he needed to go get something at the store and he was groggy and he like ran into the tree. My dad was like, nah, his girlfriend found <laughs> his his uh, black book. I think that's what he said. Probably just found his text conversations, but right. he's like. Yeah, no, his girlfriend found his other girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah, I called it. Nailed it. Yeah. Oops. I just remember I had just had Nick, and so Dan's parents were in town, and they were, I think, in town for like a week. And so the first thing happened, and then the next day it was like, oh, she his wife hit the car with a golf club and then it all, and then every day, like a new woman would come out and my father-in-law would be like, there's another one. And we were totally into the oh gossip. It was hilarious. Uh, we can't go into the, any more follow-up questions, but did you know that one of the girls was from Missoula? No. Yes. That's all I'll say. Okay. Well, we'll one of the to... girls is from Missoula. Oh my gosh. What a deal. Wow. Who would have thought? I mean, I thought there's a lot of good-looking women true. in Missoula. True, true, true. Missoula has an inordinate amount of, of attractive people, I always yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. All these Especially outdoorsy gals. so many people that live here try to not be attractive, but that's a different yeah, story. Yeah, that's true. That's very <laughs> My true. My brother was at Billy Strings on Tuesday night, and he texted me. He said, bro, I'm the only mid-30s normally dressed person at this entire venue. I said, I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone goes to those shows like in their festival outfits that's anyway. Right, that's so. right. That's right. Anyway, so you, you said Tiger Woods is a psychopath. I'd like to talk to, about another psychopath. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I think he's a sociopath, not a psychopath. Uh, he's a narcissist, for sure. So he... What's A-Rod's doing? I've been getting a lot of texts. I haven't actually... I, I apologize. People have sent me some stuff. I haven't like, followed up on looking at what is going on. He's He did a podcast. He's talking about microdosing or something. So this he's was... doing... Uh, uh, this story is a request... Ayahuasca. This story was a request from Becky who demanded I speak about this. Okay. And now this is the biggest Green Bay Packers fan you could ever she imagine. Also, but the, she is not an Aaron Rodgers no. fan. So he went on a podcast and said that he did ayahuasca, I think, three or four years ago. And then he did it again this so after let's, the let's season. Let's define this for people real quick. Bradley, the, the layman's notes. Ayahuasca is a highly powerful herb that has psychedelic effects People use it for cleansing and sort of therapy. It is not your like super pleasant psychedelic experience like at a Grateful Dead concert or something. Right. It purges you of a lot of your internal feelings and traumas and it's used in therapeutic ways. I, I would never suggest anybody, well, I'm not going to suggest anybody doing drugs of any sort <laughs> on the radio, but uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't just go get some ayahuasca and do no. it with your friends at the house. You got to do it with like a shaman and yes. you have to have some therapy going on. And he it. did it right. If you're going to do it, he went to Peru. He did the yep. whole thing both yep. times. Yep. So when you do this, you, like you said, it's, a, it's really like a cleanse. That's right. And he said it made him a better person. He did a lot of healing he um, felt that it helped his team, him lead his team to MVP stuff. I don't know what sure. any of that is. Did they get MVP? He won the MVP. Oh, he won he, the MVP. Only oh. Aaron Rodgers would say it like that. 
Gosh. Well. Yeah, he won the MVP two years in a row. He did because it's all about him. But did the team win it? Well, or I mean, they helped him. It? I mean, he's the quarterback. He's got to yeah. throw it to somebody. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he gets the MVP, but he says it's a team award because that's what the cliche is. Right, but, right, right. I and mean, he won the MVP. Okay, well, A, he shouldn't have. But also, I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about the guy, yeah, except well, that I don't like him. I know you don't. That's I the, do. That's, th- the, the, that's, <laughs> that's why this is so interesting is you don't like him. Most people don't like him. He's pretty arrogant. He's not good. He's not easy to listen to. Well, He's still the best player in the league. Here's what's funny. You, so you say that. He claims that after doing this ayahuasca, sure. he is a more compassionate and forgiving person. Sure. He is a better person. Yep. So do, I'm curious what that means for the next season with, you know, he didn't show up to practice and all that stuff last season for a while. He lied about being um, immunized. Yeah. Um, I battle with this stuff all the time because... There's a re- there's a potential reality here where what how athletes act in the media is totally different than how they act with their teammates. There's a public persona at a press conference, and what I'm saying is Aaron Rodgers constantly is getting backlash for how arrogant he is, mm-hmm. and the Packers constantly are winning games. Yeah, and those guys play hard for him, and they catch touchdowns and all this stuff. So maybe what he presents to the public is completely different, or maybe everybody in the organization loves what he's selling. And either way, that's all that matters, right? I think about this with Bobby Houck in Montana all the time. Bobby Houck hates doing media stuff. He's terse and short and vanilla and often rude off all the time. Maybe they're just introverts. I don't. Bobby Houck is not an introvert. Because <laughs> sometimes, Bobby, like, Bobby introverts not, come across. Bobby Houck just does not like having his time wasted. Right, right, right. But here's the thing, though. No matter how mean or short or rude he could ever be to the reporters, and no matter what his team thinks of him on a personal level, they play their asses off for him every single time they take the football field. Practice, games, always. That's all that matters, right? right. When you're talking about sports. Yeah. I mean... This all this stuff for Aaron Rodgers is going to catch up to him if they just go four and thirteen sometime. But they're just not going to do that because they have him. Well, I think this ayahuasca trip explains that <laughs> tattoo he got. What's the tattoo? I missed the tattoo. No, and we ta- talked, talked about, about the tattoo. tattoo. Yes, I blacked out. So I have a feeling. You, okay. Well, I have a feeling that, that it all comes together, and because he said the tattoo's meaningful, blah blah blah. So now we know it's probably some visions from his ayahuasca trip. And anyway, we'll see. We'll see if he's nicer. We'll see if he's uh, less, you know. When ag- did he do this? What, the tattoo? No, the, the ayahuasca trip. He, right after this season. Oh, so this is a new ayahuasca. So he did it. He's so done he's it twice. he's a reborn man this year. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. He, but he had done it once before. <laughs> All this stuff's so funny. He had done it once before. So why did he have to do it twice? And now we're going to be analyzing if Aaron Rodgers' ayahuasca trip worked. So another right. thing to note is that it does All not... I, All I know this is, I will, I'll add one more thing on the ayahuasca trip. All that matters is what his teammates think of him. But also, I hope there's not a narrative that Aaron Rodgers got worse this year because he did ayahuasca. If Aaron Rodgers is worse this year, it's because he doesn't have Devontae Adams to throw to anymore. That's pretty easy. That's pretty corollary. But I also, you know, we're on the radio in Missoula, Montana. We're going out around the state. Montana's a very independent thinking and and largely libertarian place. I want to know what all the people in uh, 
Like Wisconsin? Oshkosh, Wisconsin, think of this. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think the little ladies in Racine are like, well, Aaron Rodgers did some healing with some ayahuasca. They're probably like, what is going on? This guy is What if drugs. all these old ladies in Oshkosh start going and getting some oh, ayahuasca? Man. I think it's going to be the other way. I think all these people in Wisconsin are going to be like, this guy does drugs. Well, so that's what I was just going to say. So the NFL, after he did this podcast, people were compl- like, he's doing drugs. You know, and the NFL said this does not, this is not under the umbrella of whatever drugs you can't do in the NFL. Okay, so I mean I'm paraphrasing, but get suspended for smoking some pot and they uh, whatever. Well, these guys get like whatever shot into their legs so they can play. So there really shouldn't be any anti. No question. I mean the amount of stuff they they pump into those people. Totally. Um. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I just want to see his first press conference and see if he comes out and he's like you know, in a tie dye and all you know. On a serious note, we got to be clear. I actually think that these these psychedelic mental healing um, procedures, I guess we'll say, or experiments, uh, have some validity. One of the most interesting books I've read in the last couple of years is How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, who's a prestigious uh, American journalist. And, and so if you are listening to this and you have experienced such things or are thinking about it, don't let our commentary about hating on Aaron Rodgers deter you. It's just a very interesting thing for such a public person. Or encourage you. For sure. Well, I mean, we're not here to promote. It could, it could help you, though. It, it really, <laughs> I know, but really I'm could. saying we need to. All I'm saying is the, the story here is not what Aaron Rodgers did. It's that Aaron Rodgers can't ever stop talking about what Aaron Rodgers did. Exactly. Like, stop talking about yourself, bro. Talk about something else. Right. It's annoying. Chick does no sports. ESPN Radio. No one is now. Okay, what else you got? All right. Pete Rose. Pete Rose. So he's in the news again. He was in Philadelphia for some reason. Something about baseball. I don't know. He played for the Phillies for a long time. Well, he was there, and some allegations came up in 2017 that he had um, assaulted a few young women. And I'm talking 14, 15, 16. Wow. And a reporter called him on it. And he said, that was 50 years ago, babe. Oh. Get over it. My God. I, I have nothing. I know. There's really nothing to it's say. Just, it's just gross. He's 81 years old. He's like, 81? Yeah. Wow. So get over it, babe. That's just, I'm just going to start saying that to people. Yikes. That was 50 years ago. Get over it, babe. Yikes. Yeah. Not a good look. Not a good look. No. So... All right, Pete Rose. That's crazy that the 70s was 50 years ago. I don't even want to talk about that. That is not true. It is true. It is true. Crap. I know. Okay. That means I'm almost 50. (sighs) I was born in 75. Whoa. I know. Wow. 50 is a lot different though now. It is. I mean, I hurt all the time. Everything hurts. But, and cracks. Even with the yoga? No, I need to. We we didn't miss this week. I need I to know. get back on I went, track. I went on Sunday. Oh yeah, you said that. Uh, it, it was, was good stuff. It was something. I might go tomorrow morning. Okay. Anyway, people don't need that information. <laughs> so yeah, so Pete Rose. Pete Rose. So now I I want to know what you what you thought I was going to talk about or wanted to talk about. Of course, you're talking about the wrong Pete. The biggest breakup in Hollywood. Oh, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian? Yeah. I mean, that's not sports. I know. I just, like, 
I just figured you were going to mention it somehow. The Kardashians get into this show more than anybody somehow. Yeah, well, that's I, I don't, true. Well, didn't Tristan Thompson and, and the other one have Chloe? a baby? Yeah, yeah, they did. <sighs> I still think uh, the air quote surrogate is actually another, you know, trainer that he bound and oh impregnated. Oh, gosh. We're doomed. Yeah. But Kim K and Pete, they broke up. Yep. I still don't know how they started dating. I mean, is it was Kanye all... back a... in the mix? I doubt You're it. You're the only person that would know this. I don't think Kanye that. and Kim are going to get back together. I think everything the Kardashians do, especially Kim, is a very planned out media strategy. Yeah. I think the Pete Davidson thing... Was just a was, fabrication. I really do. I don't Imagine believe. being that guy. Being like, right. all right, I'm going to be the Kim Kardashian fake boyfriend. Right. Ride the wave, baby. I mean, the price you pay, <laughs> the prices you pay to be famous. If you were emotionally invested, that would be terrible. If you know it's a complete joke, I think it would be great. Just have no emotional investment. I'll be Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For nine months. Let's go. As long as you know, and it's like a contract and you know that that's what's happening. Yes, but. I think they have contracts? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, yeah. You're going to date Kim for nine months and then you're going to break up on Instagram. Yep. What a world. It's a wild world. I'm still, still waiting. Here we are probably a decade plus into this for somebody to tell me why the hell the Kardashians are famous. I can tell you. Because they're hot? Because Kim had that sex tape. But like, okay, but with who? Exactly. Brandy's, Brandy, remember Brandy, the singer, her her brother. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So then I just don't get how that makes you. I I don't know. Uber famous. You know what happened? There's a lot of people that videotape themselves in the bedroom. I don't know. You know what happened was they came, this all happened right at the start of Facebook, Instagram, Mm. all of that stuff. And then right before that, the paparazzi craziness of celebrity gossip. And they just, they got in right at that. I I do, I don't get it. She has her own plane. That's like the interior is like cashmere or something. I understand how they've made so much money since they became famous because they're huge influencers. That totally makes sense to me. They have makeup and clothes and clutches and it totally makes sense. Clutches. Pocketbooks. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I just don't know how the, the influence initially happened. I don't either, except... Blame it on O.J. Simpson or what? Well, I mean, sure. Yeah, I think so. I think her dad, their dad having been... He was the lawyer. The, yes. And, and then so Bruce Jenner. House in Brentwood. And the artist formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Right. Now Caitlyn Jenner. I totally understand how Caitlyn Jenner is famous. No, Caitlyn I know. Jenner earned the fame. But that's what, But that's what I think mm. Chris Kardashian glommed on to. That's... She you know, was married she's to a, Caitlyn... The devil works hard, but Chris Kardashian works harder. <laughs> I didn't make that up. But. Uh, that's a good line. I'm going to get you a shirt that says it. Thanks. Okay, well, there you go. There's your Kim right. Kardashian. Yeah, there's your Kardashian it. news Great. of the day. Chicka Does No Sports presented by uh, Buff City Soap of Missoula. What do they got going on? Buff City Soap. Smells nice in here still. It does. Um, Buff City Soap has that amazing laundry soap, natural. I've been using it. It is so great. I've tried natural soaps before and not liked them. I love this stuff. Like it just smells great. My clothes always smell good. Easy peasy, two scoops right into the washer, natural refillable container. So you're good to the earth. Buff City Soap is in Northgate Plaza by Albertsons on North Reserve. And also there is uh, some soccer going on this week. Yes. Uh, 
I actually think that we, it would do us great as a society to get back to play and pick up sports in general. Agreed. Just show up. Yes. Don't know anybody. Who cares? You got some shoes. Let's play. Let's play. You Basketball, have all, ba- soccer, anything. whatever. But they're doing this down at, at yeah. uh, Fort Missoula. So down Saturday. at the fort this Saturday, starting at 2 p.m., is Soccer Day Missoula, and they are going to have pickup soccer games. Um, you can play as little as 15 minutes. You can play all day. You can just go watch and have fun. There's yeah. going to be food trucks. Um, cool. Andrea Harcel is playing at 5 p.m. There's going to be a beer garden. Um, it's just going to be a really fun day, and it all benefits Soccer Alliance of Missoula, which is encouraging this new, this pit, not new, pick, getting back into pickup soccer and yep. pickup sports and i think um it's i think some cities like new york chicago probably have great pickup basketball scenes i think some you know it's just hard nowadays and kids don't have that confidence anymore just to go mm. show up at a field and find some kids to play soccer with i well, feel like i tell you this just get the confidence it doesn't take confidence just go do it i agree cuz here's the thing <laughs> i i know there's a lot of people out there that are pretty young this is how you used to make friends. Yep. You didn't look them up on the internet. You just go show up somewhere and be like, hey, I like this. You do too? Cool. Yeah. Let's be friends. I was telling my kids I that. I made all my friends when I, moved to, when I moved to Washington and Bozeman by just showing up to a gym. Yeah, to play that's what I did hoops. with tennis. I would yeah. take tennis lessons, whatever. And then if I wanted to play outside of lessons, we would just call each other. Like we would look each other's phone numbers up in the phone book yep. and call each other and say, do you want to meet at Spring Rock Park at one and hit some tennis balls? Sure. Great. And that was like probably why I got so good at cold calling now that I think about it. <laughs> the salesman created. Yeah, who knew? Love it. Anyway, head, head to Soccer Day Missoula. Even if you have never played soccer, there will be a spot for you. I know you were dying to hear about Kim K. Thanks, Carolyn. <laughs> Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. You can also always stream the show on the station website, 1029ESPN.com. If you're a soccer fan, we got some fun stuff. We've been rolling through this for a while now, but really starting to pick up some steam. The Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast, produced here at ESPN Radio by our producer, Andrew Houghton. Conversations and, and fun uh, tidbits all about soccer at 
a variety of different levels, all of the levels, in fact, youth soccer, club soccer, high school soccer, professional soccer, and one of the best soccer teams in this state, period, the University of Montana soccer team. Go check out Soccer in Snow and Smoke on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. A couple times a month, you can also hear an excerpt of that podcast, the Footy 15, Soccer in Snow and Smoke, presented by Zootown Sports Cards. 2015, presented by Flanagan Motors. Appreciate Zootown Sports Cards and Flanagan Motors for their support of all things soccer. The Montana soccer team, on that note, which has won a Big Sky Conference championship in each of Chris Chitovitsky's first four seasons leading the Grizzlies, has been picked second in the league's preseason coaches poll, the Big Sky office announced Thursday morning. Montana collected two first-place votes, and they came in behind perennial contender and nemesis Northern Colorado. The Bears, who had a league record of 8-1-0 last year, won the regular season title, and they collected six of the nine first-place votes. Uh, Montana, they've gone 29-5-8 against Big Sky opponents under Chitovitsky. Three of those five losses have come to Northern Colorado and longtime head coach Tim Berea, who's one of the best coaches in the league and in the region, and two of them uh, in overtime. Uh, so this is sort of the, the dueling powers. But while Northern Colorado has been one of the teams that has been able to best Montana, Montana has also been one of the only teams that could best Northern Colorado. They've had some great matches uh, in the Big Sky Tournament, throughout Big Sky Conference play, and these are, these have been the, the two teams to beat in the Big Sky so, Andrew, I know you've been uh, following this. Um, what did you think of the Grizz being picked second in the Big Sky? And uh, were you surprised? And I guess it, it is really no surprise to anybody that the if there was a team voted ahead of Montana, that it would be Northern Colorado. Yeah, I think it's good for the league to have, um, you know, a little bit of competition because Weber State was right up there with those two teams as well. I think the Wildcats got a first-place vote as well. Uh, so it's good. I am a little bit surprised to not see... Montana there, I think, um, you know, there are some questions around this Montana team, but just the the track record of success that they've had in the last couple years, it's like me putting Weber State football at at the top of the preseason poll every year. I think they just do that until somebody knocks them off, right? How how do the styles compare and contrast? Because the Montana styles cut and, and dry. They love to play defense. They love to wear you down. They have great athleticism, and also they've had two straight now outstanding goalkeepers. First, Claire Howard, now Camellia Zoo. What's Northern Colorado like? Well, Northern Colorado has had a couple of the best players in the league. I think they've yeah. been more of a, a star-driven system the last couple of years. I mean, Interesting. I, I think that's just what they like to do. I mean, they've had some of the uh, the highest scoring players in the league as opposed to Montana. Hasn't really had that player. And then the question for Montana this year is sort of who's going to be that player. Right. Is there... I remember when I was working at the Montana Cayman years and years ago when I was a student reporter and I, I was covering Grizz soccer. And this was when Neil Cedric was still the coach. You know, this is two head coaches ago. So there's no... Real, there's no connection whatsoever, which I don't think, between Neil Sedgwick and and Chris Chitovitsky. You obviously had Mark Prochorus there for quite a while in between those two. But Montana was like a defensive-oriented 
program that that big question mark was always when where are they going to get their scoring from? Of course, they were nowhere near as good as they are now for a variety of reasons. But uh, is there a reason that that's sort of the, the uh, a common narrative, even though it's you know a couple head coaches removed? I don't think so. I think I mean, that, does that have anything to do with recruiting? I guess is what I'm asking the people they can get. I don't think so, especially with Chris Chitovitsky, because Chris Chitovitsky, with his background, he's bringing in players from a lot of different areas that I don't think previous Montana coaches had a pipeline to. You know, he's yeah. got the Canadian pipeline. Um, he he's got some other recruiting areas um, that I don't think are are really common. And the other thing about Chris Chitovitsky's teams. They're always going to have that defensive solidity. I think he is really willing to adapt his tactics uh, based around what kind of players he's got on his team. I mean, we talked about this with him a lot last year, but having a player like Taylor Hansen, a a really good attacking and a really good all-around fullback, they really wanted to spread the field out wide and get Taylor Hansen on the ball in those wide areas. So they played, you know, a formation with wingbacks. Right. I don't know if they're going to do that this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of waiting to see what it looks like, and that might be something that they have in their back pocket. But I think they've got a little bit more solidity and maybe a little bit more creativity in central midfield this year, so they might not play as wide as they did last year. Montana has as good tradition, uh, bordering on great tradition in, in women's soccer, dating back to you know the Betty DeVos era, uh, you know back in the '90s and early 2000s. And they, they, you know, they've they've won Big Sky championships before this this iteration and this coaching staff. And they also have a great city to recruit to in Missoula, and they also recently have had a pipeline of opportunities for for young ladies to go pro. What else is an advantage for Montana when it comes to recruiting? Why are they been able to sustain so well under, under Chris Chudovitsky since he took over four years ago? Well, I think a big part of it is that potential to, you know, take the next step in your career, and that's been proven now. I think also a big part of it is what I was just talking about. I mean, having uh, a defined role on the team and a defined role in the tactics, a defined role in the formation, and I also think that the the, the development that he's proven he can uh, help these players with is another big thing. You know, if you come to Montana, you're going to come out of it better than when you were. And he's also willing to work with you on, you know, what you think the weak points of your game are. It's really good tailored development, and they've gotten a lot of players a lot better while they're in the program. We're talking about Northern Colorado. When you say they they have more of a star-driven system, is that just because of the recruiting area that they have there with Denver close by? You know, I really don't know. It's Maybe an analysis for down the road? Yeah, maybe something to look into. But they've always had, um, you know, really good players there. They had the two highest scorers in the league last year. It's also hilarious because the Big Sky Conference, for better or worse, is a football conference. People think Northern Colorado, oh, Northern Colorado's just not good at sports because their football team's not good. It never has been good since they joined the Big Sky. The rest of Northern Colorado's sports are good. Very good. <laughs> That's right. Like Their women's basketball team is one of the best in the conference always. I know they've had a couple of coaching turnovers lately, but I mean, during the, the end of the Robin Selvig years, who was Robin always playing in the Big Sky Championship? Northern Colorado. I mean, Northern Colorado men's basketball team has been good. Volleyball's been good. Softball's been good. So Northern Colorado's good at sports other than football. So uh, interesting. Well, thank you, Andrew. Uh, thank you for the insight on soccer. Once again, the uh, the news of the day, the Grizz soccer team picked second in the Big Sky Conference behind their uh, 
perennial rival in Northern Colorado. So we'll have plenty of updates for you on uh, Grizz soccer throughout the fall. One more day in the week. What do we got coming up? A hint, a Grizz football recruit. First commitment for the class of 2023 from in the state of Montana. We'll get you set up for your Friday right after this. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's the one is now ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Bet you never thought I'd be playing Justin Bieber on the show. <laughs> I actually love the Biebs. I'm not scared to admit it. What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanas, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. Missed anything in the show? can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Greta Koss-Bueller, former Lady Grizz great, joined us for the first two segments around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, the Where Are They Now edition with Chris Redpath co-hosting this week, presented by Failure Sports Specific. We also had a history lesson on Nick Lassau. Hold that thought. We'll get back to that here in just a minute. And we heard from Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. And uh, we also... Talk to a little Grizz soccer. We'll get back into all things football tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. You can find everything from today's Nuanas Now on the podcast, proudly presented by the M Store, the Montana State Bookstore, and the Advocates. Tomorrow, we'll also hear from Austin Beeler, who is actually Greta Koss Beeler's son. He's a commitment to the Montana Grizzlies. He's a offensive and defensive lineman out of Helena Capital, six foot six, two hundred and forty-five pounds, slated to play offensive line for the Grizz football team. So that's fun. Had his mom on today. We're gonna have her son on tomorrow. Couple Helena Capital guys committed to the Division One level now, with Austin Beeler coming to the Grizz and uh, Talon Marsh going to the Bobcats. In other Grizz uh, in-state recruiting news, this is a guy I'm high on just because. As we know, if you follow along, I'm a track obsessive. I love track and field. And I think it's so uh, it's so concrete. Your time is your time is your time. And so if you're a big, strong, fast kid that's running impressive times, that's translatable. You don't have to wonder about the Class B kid scoring 25 points per game or the, uh, you know, what level is the football if you're playing Class A football. That That is an adequate uh, analysis for, for recruits. But when you're talking about being able to run a sub-50 seconds in the 400 meters at 6'2", 210 pounds, that means you can move, period. That's what Clay Oven can do. Clay Oven is a senior-to-be at Billings Central High School. He's a guy that had one of the top 400-meter times in the state, a great sprinter, uh, a great middle-distance guy, and also a six foot two, 210-pound linebacker. He looks the part all day. He's a three-star recruit, a first-team All-State selection at both linebacker and fullback, plus All-State in the 400 meters and the long jump last year as a junior. And today, Clay Oven, who holds offers 
from both Montana and Montana State. He committed to the Grizzlies. Beyond excited to announce I'm 100% committed to play football at the University of Montana. Thank you to God, my family, and coaches who have made this possible. Go Grizz. Oven tweeted earlier today. So uh, a couple commitments in the span of one week, a good recruiting week this week uh, for Grizz football. Get try to swing by practice tomorrow. Um, got some company coming to town, but if, if it works out, we'll be down there. And, of course, we'll have more football talk for you. Not sure who I'm going to run into down there. Maybe Sean Rainey. Maybe Riley Corcoran. Maybe both. Maybe we'll do a little double dip. Also going to get a hold of Alex Eshelman from over in Bozeman. Have a little update on Montana State Camp uh, as well. So uh, plenty of football coming at you, including Austin Beeler joining us here as well. And we'll talk some NFL too. Last piece of football for you on a day that was heavily catered toward basketball. Hero Sports, one of the national entities that covers the FCS. Their preseason All-American teams are out. Montana led all Big Sky Conference schools with five selections overall on the Hero Sports preseason All-American team. Montana State not far behind with three picks. Portland State, Weber State had a pair of selections, while Northern Colorado, Sac State, and UC Davis each had one selection. The first team All-American selections from the Big Sky included... To be determined health-wise, senior running back Isaiah Fonse at Montana State, but his body of work garners a lot of these All-American honors. Anthony Adams of Portland State, a great defensive back. Justin Ford and Robbie Houck of Montana, as well as Patrick O'Connell. Ford a corner, Houck a a, a safety, and uh, O'Connell the preseason MVP on the defensive side as a linebacker. Also, Vijay Malo, an excellent pass rusher out of Portland State, also landed uh, on the, uh, the first team. Second team included... McCallan Castles of UC Davis at tight end. David Hogue of Northern Colorado at linebacker. Eddie Heckard of Weber State at defensive back. Ty Okada of Montana State at DB. And return specialist Malik Flowers, the third-team selections for Hero Sports from the Big Sky. Noah H.E., a offensive lineman uh, from Weber State. Alex Gubner of Montana. Callahan O'Reilly of Montana State. And Marte Mapu of Sac State. So there you go. Little Hero Sports preseason All-Americans. Ton of football for you tomorrow. We'll see you back here at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful Thursday evening. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.